This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Knockout Podcast, we are back in the studio. I'm here with Nick and Austin. How you boys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's a gloomy day up here in Big Rapids, this bum city. Um, <laughs> Austin, how you feeling today? You know, I'm doing pretty all right. I'm doing better here. I mean, yeah, it's pretty gloomy, but, you know, there's always some bright sides here in Big Rapids. So, but, no, I'm, I'm ready for today's show. Let's get going. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, we all did hang out this past weekend. And uh, now, today on the show, um, we're going to talk about MLB, and we're going to talk about March Madness, and we're going to talk about um, some NFL. First, we're going to hop into MLB. Spring training has started um, for the uh, Tigers. They've been looking pretty good. I love what I'm seeing from Spencer Torkelson and Shane Green. I think the Tigers are going to be a team to be forced and be reckoned with. Obviously, a little hometown bias, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. Last year, they finished 68-31 and 31 in the season. I think all these guys, especially Casey Mize and – Especially, I love what Miguel Cabrera said. The last thing he really wants to do is bring a ring home to Detroit. I'm not sure if that's going to be this year, but I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. I think the Tigers are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, looking at a division, I mean, yeah, the Twins made some good moves. The White Sox uh, made some good moves. But at the same time, though, the Tigers do um, – they're due. They, they, they're able to pull off the uh, division win, in my opinion. They can. Right now, DraftKings do have them at uh, sitting at 77.5 wins as their total wins. I think it will be over just because of how Travis said. You know, the end of the season strong last year, the pickups we added, um, and the young guys. You know, that was a big talking point last year was the young guys, the young pitching core, and now they're kind of grown up, and we're going to actually see what they all can do in a full season. said they got a young team and it's like we, we gotta see here coming up in these first few games here, especially with the opening se- opening game here coming up here really soon but I mean I mean obviously you know you can't judge everything in spring spring training you can't ever you know just look by color but I mean there were some good bright moments you know throughout the spring training that I'm like hey you know this this, this team can be something here they have something special here and I mean I think we all want them to kind of break from the back of Detroit I think Cabrera you know yeah, hit on top of the head there with that one saying you know it's about time we bring a ring back and I'm just, you know, ready to see, ready to listen to, like, Len, man. When, when, when is our time? Yeah, we've had, like, obviously a lot of success while he was here because we traded for him back in 08. Like, when you look at the 2011 through 2014 run, it was amazing. You know, winning all those division titles, AL Central. Uh, Cabrera was a part of the first Tiger team to win the AL Central since 1987 back in 2011. So he's been here for a while. And we've seen a lot of teams tum- come and go. Our entire pitching rotation from 2014 – all has a ring now. So we've had talented people. It's just I think this year is really going to be the turning point. A.J. Hinch has done a phenomenal job. I know people talk about him with that cheating scandal stuff, but I love A.J. Hinch. I think he's a, the best I think he's the best manager in all of uh, baseball. He turned our franchise around just in year one. So I think what he's doing, and I love what Badu did. He's been doing in spring training. He had a huge breakout year last year. He had a lot of bright moments. I think he's going to be big. And with him and, like, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, our farm system guys are really going to be our backbone of our future. Like the past few years, guys, we've had top five picks over the last five years, and we've definitely been utilizing them a lot. You're right, and also two key point two this year is Miguel Cabrera will hit three thousand hits this year because he's only about thirteen shy of it. So oh, yeah. I mean that's that's gonna be nice to see at the beginning of the season. That will kind of be a nice like 
you know, point. He finally got the 3,000 hits. He got to 500 home runs last year. Obviously, that was kind of more of the focus last year just because of how bad we kind of were and we didn't really do much playoff-wise. So I feel like that would be a nice way to start the year off, you know, have Cabrera get to his 3,000 hits, and then, you know, let's play baseball. Let's see what we can actually do as a team, and let's make a run. You know, let's not finish dead last. Let's not, you know, finish middle of the pack. Let's try to be up there with the White Sox and Twins. Right. I would say twins, um, just because of what they picked up from uh, Correa and just like their young core they already have. I feel like that'll be the biggest challenge. White Sox can be a challenge too at the same time, um, but it's it, it's the three man, it's a three man, it's a three team at the top. It's gonna be Tigers, White Sox, Twins. In my opinion, I can't see the Guardians doing much. The Royals, no. It's down to them. I, in my personal opinion, I think the Twins will streak out the division, but the Tigers will probably finish second. I think I kind of agree with Nick. The only thing I disagree, I think, well, the Twins were last last year, but they did get a lot of offseason signings. I do think they'll be better. I think the Tigers are going to win the division. A little biased, but I just love everything that they did, you know, in the offseason, especially with our signings with pitching and hitting. I think we should win it. The White Sox and Twins will still be uh, – Rivals and the Guardians still might be on um, some count, but I think the Tigers get their first division title since uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. I like some bold predictions here. I mean, I, I think it'd be. I think it, it goes to Nick's point. I think it is a three, three, three man race here. I mean, but I mean, I can see. You know, uh, I do like Cleveland a bit. I, I think it'd be interesting to see how they how they play out the season. But uh, I mean, I mean, t- Tigers have like a chance. I mean, it's. I feel like it's a little weaker than past years here. And I feel like they got a really young core, and throughout the spring trade, I feel like they've shown glimpses of, you know, of, spe- of something special, and I feel like they can pull something off here within this coming season. Yeah, I mean, the Twins did have a really good offseason just recently with the, uh, the Gary Sanchez trade and all that. Mm-hmm. The Sonny Gray signing was huge for them, in my opinion. Like, they, they kind of reloaded in that. And yeah. um, obviously they dropped Donaldson, which I feel like, you know, it was a smart play by them just because of uh, – Donaldson's kind of getting up there in age, and then, you know, why not go out and get Gary Sanchez? Everybody loves him, stuff like that. And then Sonny Gray to add on to their pitching rotation, pretty good. I do think um, they're going to get – they're going to um, feel an effect of the loss of uh, Michael um, – what's his name? Michael uh, – they're one pitcher they just lost – that just went to the Tigers. Um, the Tigers pitcher? Yeah, uh, uh, Michael Pineda. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Pineda. Yeah, I think he'll have a huge impact in Detroit, but I feel like he will have also a huge impact of the Twins kind of losing him. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think um, with all the moves, especially in division, I think it's, it's going to be a lot. Even Carlos uh, just making that signing with uh, the Twins, that makes them a lot better. A lot of people thought – I really thought he was going to come to Detroit, mm-hmm. the money we offered him. But that's why I do think – I can agree with you on that. The Twins will be better. That's always kind of been like a rival for especially I remember being a kid watching Joe Maurer and like they were always a tough out. But the Tigers this year, we just have like a lot of improvements, I feel like, especially with Casey Mize. I'm a huge fan of him. I see a lot of Justin Verlander in him, not to be like too bold, but like a lot of from what Justin Verlander was younger, I see a lot of that in him. Hopefully Michael Fulmer can have a better uh, pitching. But I think overall, like the Tigers are going to be good. I think they're honestly one of our better teams in Detroit currently because the Tigers, like last year, they out of those sixty-eight uh, wins at sixty to thirty-one ratio, 
47 of those wins were against playoff uh, opponents like or teams with a winning record. So I think that speaks volumes, and I think they're going to be very good. And uh, now we can move uh, to our next point um, topic on the show, March Madness, obviously the Sweet 16. It was a lot of interesting basketball, fellas, but I think the team we obviously got to start off with, our hometown, Michigan, they'll be going against Villanova. I had the pleasure of watching uh, this on my phone, Michigan versus uh, Tennessee. Michigan played good. I loved the energy. And I got to say, even not just about the game, Chris Weber was literally sweating in the locker room. I don't know if you guys saw the video. I did see that. He was sweating more than the players. I like – Love that him, Ray Jackson, Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, and um, like basically everybody from the Fab Five was there supporting. I love that like brotherhood that they got. And I think Michigan's a Cinderella. Being an 11th seed, I give them a good chance against Villanova. And plus, it's a rematch of the national title from 2018. So You're right. Um, Villanova's a tough matchup, though. I do will admit, I think this is when the story ends for Michigan, just because Villanova is hot right now, I feel like. Another key matchup, though, I'm going to love seeing on uh, Thursday night is a Duke versus Texas Tech fire game. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a hard fought game. They have a Texas Tech winning at least. That's what the sports books are thinking. But I would have to go Duke's way, just because of how Duke was able to edge out over Michigan State. Yep. And Texas Tech, yes, has a defense. They're a really defensive minded team. But you, Coach K, will find a way around that, in my opinion. I oh go ahead, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. I was a little iffy on just because how they went up and down this season. But, you know, I, I gave them a good chance against Villanova. I mean, they played really well against Tennessee, which I was I was surprised about. Because I thought Tennessees were coming there. Just, I thought they were going to blow them out in Michigan. Right. So, Michigan shut them down. I mean, hence, Tennessee did not have a good shooting night, that shooting performance that night either. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, Michigan put up a hell of a fight, and they did great against them. But you can also say a similar thing, too, with the Villanova, Villanova and Ohio State game. Because that game was pretty damn close, too, come down towards the end. So, I mean, you could say the same thing for both uh, both sides of the coin there. But, yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting game go, uh, for Michigan and Villanova. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with your point, and thank you for commending me on that. I just had a feeling Michigan has showed a lot of fight this year, and they showed why they're worthy enough to be in the turn. But I want to go harp on Nick's point. Nick, I do agree with you about um, the Duke game. I think Duke is going to get it. I know a lot of the odds makers have Texas Tech, but personally, I think Duke's going to win the national title. I just It's something about the storyline, not saying sports are rigged or scripted, but with this being Coach K's last year, it's just like they're going – It's only right. You know what I'm saying? It's only right. Like, they lost at home to North Carolina. It kind of reminds me of Brady when he went on that run with Tampa Bay. It's kind of like scripted, like we know what's going to happen. The team that I thought that he would lose to was to Michigan State because that is a rivalry, but that didn't happen. I think Coach K – the guys like got to do this for him, so I think they win that game by at least seven to ten. But Texas Tech will fight. And another game I also want to bring up Gonzaga. I know you're not the biggest uh, Chet fan, Nick, but he's been. I, I kind of like Chet. I think he's he's pretty decent. I wouldn't even be mad if the Pistons got him because I do I do think we need a stretch four. But I think the last game he played terrible though. It was um his teammate. I'm blanking on his name, Timmy something. But he had came Timmy through. Timmy stinks. Yeah, he had really went crazy. Whole team stinks. Oh my gosh! But um, like I mean, Gonzaga might make another run. I think that's going to be an interesting uh game when they um play Houston. Uh, some people have Houston winning, but I got Gonzaga. Um, I do. I'll I'll say this. So Gonzaga, oh, Texas Tech. Gonzaga's going against Arkansas. Arkansas. I was about to say. My bad. So um, coming out of the West region, you could either have Texas Tech, Duke, or Gonzaga. Because 
Gonzaga's probably going to win against Arkansas. Yeah. And they'll move on to the Elite Eight. Then they'll play the winner of Duke and Texas Tech. Out of that West division right there, that's a national champion. Whoever wins that, whoever comes out of the West for the Final Four, that went, I think that who that's who wins the Natty. Just because that was the toughest, I would say, bracket side, I would say, just looking at all the teams because you had Michigan State, Texas Tech, Duke, Gonzaga, Memphis. Just all those were way tougher than, like, the South, Midwest, and East region, in my opinion. So whoever comes out of the West region will win the Natty, in my opinion. I think that's a fact, like, to be honest, because I think, in a way, I, I know you didn't do that on purpose, but you're kind of giving Gonzaga props because I think Gonzaga, like, if they do that, <laughs> they're showing that if they can beat, like, Duke, I think they'll, we both agree they'll beat Arkansas. But I think Gonzaga's a real deal. I don't, I don't think they'll beat Duke because I think they'll make the lead eight but lose. But if they were to get surpassed Duke, that would show. But I, it's hard for me to bet against the storyline with Coach K. But um, My my thing with Gonzaga, if they don't win the Natty this year, I don't think they can ever win it. Because this team, looking at all the Gonzaga teams, this is the best Gonzaga team we've ever seen, right? I can agree with that. With yeah. Chat and all them. And Timmy's getting Timmy's getting old, you know. I think he's been there three or four years now at this point. Right. I just feel like if they if he can't win a Natty with this team, then he will never win a Natty. And you know what, too, I do not like Gonzaga just because they're in the West Coast Conference. They don't play anybody. This that you put anybody in that conference, they're the number one seed in the tourney, all that. But I've all you always see Gonzaga falls when they start playing these tougher teams in the tourney, you know. So. It's just it's tough to say with Gonzaga, but um, I will give them props this year so far. They've played solid. We'll see how they are against Arkansas, then whoever wins the Texas Duke, Texas Tech Duke game. I think speaking about Cinderella's here, boys. I know we kept saying Michigan, but I'm like, can you talk about St. Peter's a little bit here? Hey, like, shout St. Pete's. Exactly. Shout St. Pete's. I mean, they they start off by beating Kentucky, 85 to 79. And then they go out and beat Murray State seventy to sixty. I'm like, boys, where do they come from? Is this this is their twenty twenty two Cinderella? Well, they came from a small street campus in New literally. Jersey, actually. <laughs> they literally weren't even verified before the tournament. They exactly. Hey, tournament. you know what? Shout out St. Pete's for winning me a lot of money. He won me and Nick a lot of money. Our previous guest on the podcast. Shout out him. They won us a bunch of money in the first round. They won me even more money against Murray State. They're gonna win me even more money because I think they might top off Purdue. I. I think they have a solid chance to top I, I, Purdue. I do think they have a solid chance, but Purdue's just – Purdue's been good. Purdue's a good team. They've been good all season, and especially in March – and especially in this tournament right now so far. I mean, at our last show, too, I, I thought Purdue might make, make it far in the tournament just because of how well they performed this season. Yeah. So, for me, it's it's, it's going to be a really good matchup. And it's, I, I, I can't pick for, for either one. See – You're going to mm-hmm. get the points. I, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think St. Peter's going to go to the Final Four. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna I win. Can see um, they're gonna win a uh, Friday. Yeah, they play, and I think they're gonna win the next game. Cause I just it's a Cinderella story. It's like the George Mason, the Florida Gulf Coast, and like Nick even just said, that they've been winning people money. It's always that one team people never really paid attention to. I think they're gonna well, do it. And these guys play tough. If you watch the first round matchup, when me and Nick were watching it, we noticed like, man, these guys are actually playing really tough ball. They're staying in the game of Kentucky. All right. Let's start throwing money down on them. Next you know, they beat out Kentucky in overtime in that. And then Murray State comes along. The Murray State's a really solid team. They end up being them pretty good. My only thing, though, I don't think they'll make the Final Four because they'll run into UCLA or uh, North Carolina in the Elite Eight because they play each other on Friday. I think whoever wins that game probably goes to the Final Four, either UCLA or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I do think St. Pete's will beat uh, Purdue. They are 
12 and a half underdogs on DraftKings. If you want easy money this week, hammer the 12 and a half. They are not losing by more than 12 and a half. Simple as that. That's a fact. But I mean, it goes to Travis's point. I mean, they have had a great Cinderella story, and it's 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 one of those where like, how far they're gonna carry it, and like that's where I go back to. Like, I think this year I don't see it, see that kind of Cinderella team going that far. Besides, like our Michigan, like, just because like, mm. just because Michigan, I mean, they've always been around the tournament for years, and and they kind of develop that kind of experience or that kind of oh, what's that word looking for like. Um, like the integrity or like integrity, you know, integrity stuff like or just or, or that pronounced of just always being within the, like, the top aspect of the tournament or being within the, the, the final at least the eight to 16 that kind of nature so and that's where I like I say Pete and Purdue I'm like I, I mean I could I could give St. Pete the edge a bit just because, <laughs> just because of the hype but I, I I don't know man I really don't know because with Purdue and how well they play against Texas I don't know, man. I really don't know. They're both hot teams, obviously, but Purdue has been caught this past year. Exactly. You know, back, looking back at February when they were playing Maryland. Maryland finished 11-14 to make the tournament. They only won by one point. You know, so they every team is has a game that they were caught. Obviously, yeah. like North Carolina, Duke, stuff like that. They were caught. Simple as that. Um, But Purdue, I feel like, can get caught. They're going to get caught. I think I don't know if they're I don't think they're gonna overstep St. Pete's, See, I think they're, I, but so I think they're gonna, they're gonna get like, caught. See, yeah, that's the thing with Purdue; they're not gonna down. I mean, obviously you don't downplay anybody you play, especially in this late in the tournament. Especially, especially yes, but I feel like Purdue is not gonna downplay St. Pete, and that's why that's where I'm like back and forth on it because I know how Purdue's play, and especially with how you're saying they, you know they, they've got gotten this year, you know they've shown that already. I feel I feel like that's where teams grow though. I feel like that's where teams you know, that's true. Where you start building upon what can make from the mistakes and start growing and become a better team, and that's what leads to championships. And that's where, where that St. Pete's and Purdue game really comes back and forth because, yes, the St. Pete's a great you know, Cinderella story. They've been on the hype. You know, they had that kind of dog mentality in them. But the same way, Purdue's been playing amazing this season, and I predict that they'll be within the final four. I, I, I said on my last show, and them going at St. Pete, I, I don't know, man. Well, know. I'm going to tell you, Austin, St. Pete's going to be in the Final Four. I, 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 think, I don't I, think so. I, I think both you and Nick say. I think they're going to get loose. They're going to lose UCLA or I North Carolina. You both make interesting points, but it's just they have nothing to lose. Nobody even expected them to be here, so they're Nobody playing like – has anything like, to lose, too. I mean, you kind of – I mean, I mean, no, you're I mean, kind of do or die at this point. No, I mean, it, it is know. do or die, but I'm saying Purdue making it to the Sweet 16, that's more of an expectation. Like, St. Peter's, yeah. it's more like, you know, just making the tournaments. Like, you're right. Dang, like, I get, and, you got a point and there. The thing is, they're a 15 seed. The reason I think they'll make the Final Four, no one outside of, I believe, higher than a 12 seed has ever made the Final Four. They have an interesting story to, like, the University of Loyola that made it in 2018. I think I just love what the coach said. Like they have a certain swagger. He was like, "These guys are from New Jersey. They're not scared of nobody." Morris County. I mean, it's not like Detroit, but you know what I mean. Like so. I mean that's true, but you can say that about a lot of teams. Oh, oh no, I know, but, but I think they're bringing an interesting swagger. And plus, I, I just got a good feeling. I think they'll beat Purdue and, or UCLA and uh, North Carolina, how, one or the other. That's about, just me. How about looking at the Midwest? We have Iowa State versus Miami in Sweet Sixteen. Ooh. That's a fire one. Too. I mean. And then, then you have Kansas Providence. I think Kansas beats Providence easily. Oh, yeah. Miami Miami beats out Iowa State. Then you have Miami versus Kansas to go to the Final Four. True. You know, I mean, we're looking at we there's 
mold, there's in three regions, there's mm-hmm. ways that a double digit seed could end up in the final four. Oh yeah, facts, mm-hmm. facts. Oh, and that's what I love about March Madness because nobody expected Miami, nobody expected Iowa State to do what they did. I just it's, it goes down though. I think Kansas gets out of that region still. They've just been playing really good ball. So who do you take in that Miami and Iowa State game? Miami. You think Miami? Miami. Yeah, they've just been playing way better ball. I mean, they dominated USC, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong, Iowa State. Iowa State has been played really good. They played really good against Wisconsin, but Miami killed Auburn, seventy nine to sixty one. They they were on fire that game. So I think that carries over. Miami goes to play Kansas, and Kansas gets them. Yeah, I'm say, I, 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 I was going to make sure I'm going to put double check with you. But yeah, no. I, I agree with you, too. I mean, Miami has been shooting 47% from the field, 34 from three-point range, and they got, you know, about 75% range with the free throw line. I mean, they've, they've been having some pretty good shooting performance here so far in the, in the tournament, and I feel like it's Iowa State. But, yeah, Iowa State, you know, they did some pretty, they did some pretty impressive things throughout the tournament, but – I'm agreeing that I feel I feel like their journey ends here. Yeah, I think it's gonna be unanimous. I, I've done enough trolling. No, I'm playing. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna I want to go with Miami. I think I, I just like Miami too. Like the U, they've always like had a certain swagger and like yeah, the U, like, been, the U invented swagger. That's you know legit a saying. Yeah, like from football. You and know? like and Iowa State to me is just not that crazy. Like I just never. I mean, they're good. Like obviously they made it this far, but Miami, like they've had a lot of good wins. Like USC, they had a lot of key wins yeah. during the season against yeah. top twenty-five teams. So. Miami's going to be good, and like you said, Nick, it's so cool that we have multiple higher seeds in this position. That's why there's no perfect brackets. All right, so I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Who do you think your Final Four? Final Four prediction right now. Austin Travis can kick it off because I have mine. If you want, I can start off with mine real quick. All right, so out of the West region, I'm going to give it to Duke, obviously. Out of the East region, give me UCLA. So then UCLA, Duke, and the Final Four will play each other. South region, give me um, – I think Villanova will pull it out. I think really? – I think they'll beat Michigan. Then they'll probably beat the they'll beat the winner of Arizona Houston, in my opinion. And then to play Villanova in the Final Four, give me Kansas. Okay. And then it's probably gonna be Kansas Duke in the Final Four or in the fi- championship, and then Duke wins out. Okay. I got um. That's pretty interesting. So I got Kansas over uh, Providence. Then then the Miami uh, Iowa State game. I got Miami. So I got Kansas over Miami to make that. Then um. Well. Houston, Arizona. I'm gonna go with um, Arizona. Then uh, Michigan versus Villanova. I'm gonna go with Michigan over Villanova, but I think Michigan's gonna lose to Arizona. So Arizona, Kansas. Then finally, I'm gonna have you, uh, UNC and UCLA. Is a, that's a tough. One. I'm gonna go with UNC, but I think St. Peter's is gonna beat Purdue, then beat UNC. So I'm gonna have uh, St. Peter's in my last spot as the Final right, Four. I'll, I'll go down here. Uh, I think. I think we all agree. I think the West. I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Duke. I feel. Like, I think Duke's. I mean, they. I mean, it's it's Coach K's last year. I think it's just it, it, it's it, a story. It's, 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 it's a story. It's you know, they played well too. I mean, I I, I think Duke's gonna win in there. Now, the East here. This is where um, as much as I love St. Pete, I, I'm I'm, see, I'm still back and forth on it. But I don't I don't think either Purdue or St. Pete are gonna make it. I think about I think it might be North Carolina. I'm gonna go North Carolina. I'm gonna go little. You know, I'm gonna go AC in that one. That one up there, but I feel like, and then I think our side of it, I saw, I see Kansas as well, and then see, I think Arizona beats Houston. I think that was a game. And you know what? I'm, I think Michigan's gonna win this rematch against Villanova. I, I think they, they are due. I think this is their hype game. I think it's a big game. You know, they want that revenge. But I feel, like, I think that after that though, their journey ends. I'm gonna go Arizona to win that one. Okay. 
Okay, Austin's very interesting. I think we're all a little different on that, so I like it. I think, yeah, like the whoever like wins it is going to be interesting. But one thing I will agree with Nick on, I think Coach K gets that elusive ring though, because like it's just it's just scripted. Just meant to be, and uh, you know, there's another March Madness going on right now with women's <laughs> women's March Madness going on as well. And you know what? Hey, there's been some shockers with the women's one. Honestly, looking at that mm-hmm. lately, um, I still personally think UConn's going to take it home again. Just because they're a strong second seed, plus this the healthiest their team has been all year round. Don't get me wrong, Stanford's putting up a really good performance. South uh, Carolina, I know they're favorites to win it, but I just feel like UConn will pull it out. I think I gotta go with UConn too. I love Georgiema. I mean, he's oh, like 100%. the greatest. RIP uh, pass on pass on. It's amazing too, but. Geo like has proven to be one of the greatest coaches, and plus it's been a while since they won a national title. UConn they've got upset the past few years, so I think this year they're um, going to get it done. Yeah, I mean the UConn field always has always been not good. They've always been one of the final ones there, and I mean I expect nothing different. I expect they will be. I mean just to put that there again, I, I yeah I think it's going to be UConn with Bill I just agree with Travis Geo on that one as well. Yeah, those are all going to be um, good games from the women's point of view, too. And also, shout out Michigan for the women's basketball team. Yeah, I was going to say, we could have um, Michigan men's and women's in the Final Four if yeah. everything works out right. Yeah, because like, cause they're the current 3 seeds, so shout out to them. That will be uh, really cool to see. And uh, go ahead, Austin. I don't want to – it sounds like we're all about to be switching gears here and over to football. But I just want to, as we start off our football segment here. That's what I was can about we to just, Can we just get the one that we happened today with Tyreek Hill being traded to our Miami Dolphins for five draft picks? I think five is excessive. I think that that was way too much. But Tyreek for a twenty-eight year wide receiver, then give him four years, so he'll be thirty-two if everything works out. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like uh, the Dolphins trading for just like Tyreek. I mean, I wouldn't give up five draft picks unless you're a quarterback. Because so be, right, you know, let the viewers know too, the listeners hear that. So Tyreek shaved Miami Dolphins for five picks: with a first round pick, second round, two fourth rounders, and a sixth rounder in the tw- in the twenty twenty three draft. So, I mean, I feel like – I mean, go back to your point, but I do feel like it's, this is an interesting trade. Yeah, like, because Tyree could hate it, and then, like – and he could be like, dang, I made the wrong decision. Then you have nothing. The Chiefs, like, to me, still got the trade, even though they got worse on offense. Because, like, you gave up too much for a guy who's known – like, he is, like – had his domestic violence, like, you know, charged against him. Like, you don't even know how much he's going to be on the field. It's just a fact. So, but Tyreek is still a special talent. I give him that. But I think he clearly did this because of Devontae Adams. Like, he saw how much money he got, and he wanted to top it. So. Well, yeah. I mean, he just got he just signed an extension for four years, $120 million and $72.2 million guaranteed. You know, I mean, like, and he even got $52 million guaranteed at signing. You know, it's just like stuff like that. And plus, too, I don't think Kansas City has that money to pay him. You yeah. know, that's the one thing I've always said. Patrick Holmes is taking up over almost, I think, over ten percent of that cap. Oh yeah. That's gonna that's gonna start biting him because they couldn't sign Matthews back because he was a big part of their defense. They should have brought him back. Obviously, Tyreek wanted more money, so they had to let him go and stuff like that. And it kind of came out the blue. This stuff, this broke this morning. Like yeah. that Tyreek Hill was. They were listing the offers. It was crazy, and it happened so. Yeah. yeah, that's what, that's the scary part about it too. Next to your point, I'm a, I'm a no, you're good. So I just want to I just want to say, but like, just how this morning it happened so quick, and that, that's where I'm like, I feel like obviously I think money was a big cause of it. Oh yeah, but I definitely. There's there's more to it behind the scenes as well, and how quick it was just happening because it was like within a few hours, dude. Like, hey, you know, 
th- there's serious trade out talks, and then within a few minutes later, he's gone to Miami. It's like what? The hell did that yeah, honestly, and you know, obviously, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs did bring in Juju Smith Schuster yeah. on that one year deal, prove it deal. Him and Jack Mom will have fun on TikTok and that. <laughs> um, but I just feel like I don't know. It was so it was so out of left field because I would never have thought Tyreek Hill was not going to be. A Chief next year. That's the same thing with me because when they signed Juju, I'm like, oh my gosh, this offensive firepower is insane. And next thing you know, they lose him. That's why I feel. Will that have a huge effect on the offense though? Losing Hill, I definitely think so. Because to be honest, I think all of our predictions, we all had the Chargers winning that division. I'm pretty sure it helps us even more. That helps even more because he doesn't have his deep threat. Don't get me wrong, Nikhil Hardman's amazing. Juju Smith is really good, and Travis uh, Kelsey's good. But these guys aren't Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is literally so fast like it, it's insane so to lose him and now you're losing tyron matthew too their defense was already questionable and you're losing one of the best safeties in the league and they're not going to resign him because nick obviously made the point about the cap i think i, I kind of blame Mahomes. like people are going to be shocked that i'm saying this but this is kind of his fault because for instance when you look at brady brady came out of retirement took less money they just re-signed leonard fournette three years 21 million Brady took less money so he can sign Russell Gage and sign Chris Godwin. That's three key guys. This man, Patrick Mahomes, I think his contract was over $500 million. So it's like they can't sign anybody besides like a one-year deal. And Tyreek, I got to give him credit. He's more than just like a, you know, league minimum guy, like, you know, like the uh, deal that Juju just signed. So Mahomes taking so much money, like unless they expect him to be their savior and answer all their prayers, like you're not going to be able to get certain guys around him because Kelsey's only going to get older. He's been taking his – Juju, I mean, he is good, but he's not um, Tyreek Hill. And Nicole Hardman is good, but he's not a deep threat. And he's known also for dropping passes. So the Chiefs, to me, I mean, they're not going to be as good as advertised, to be honest. I don't – I don't – to be honest, because with that receiving core, that's not a championship receiving core. Remember that. That's not at all. And, I mean, with that – with Tyreek leaving, that's, that's a huge hit. I mean, because, I mean, go back to, you know, the whole game plan was, you know, Tyreek would kill you over the top. Right. Kill you over the top, and then leave Travis Kelsey one-on-one with linebackers. You know, and, and that, which also would create more openings for the outside receivers, because you have most of your guys taking care of up over the top with Tyreek. Guys are prime with Kelsey in the up front, in a big mid-range area, right. which helps open up guys like Hartman, which helps open guys up like Josh Gordon if he could stay on the field. <laughs> and then, you know, as well as the Juju when he, came, when he comes on. But so with this huge trade, I mean, it's surprising. Yeah, it's some shock that the Kansas City really let him go like that. And yeah, I think it hurts their chances tremendously, you know, going to the uh, going to playoffs, especially with how strong the division is now. I mean, because now every I mean, everyone in that division is stacked, dude. With the Raiders, the Broncos, and now the Chargers. I mean, you you got to compete all that without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that, that's just going to hurt because, like, the AFC is a powerhouse. Now, you got Deshaun in Cleveland. Obviously, we're going to talk about all the moves. Odell Beckham, a report today, he's interested in going back to Cleveland now because Deshaun's there. If he does that, that division side because you got Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Pittsburgh still has a question mark. We'll see what they do But since Big Ben retired. But it's so much like in the AFC. You still got the Patriots. Mac Jones is only going to get better. The Bills GM just said he would trade himself for Josh Allen. So, like, in the Bills, I mean, with the Von Miller move, I think they're the clear-cut favorite in the AFC. That's just me. But um, also, I know you said the Chargers thing, but that, that's, that's a bunch of blasphemies. I can't believe that. Oh my God. But, all right, first, you really think the Chargers can beat the Bills? Yes. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, the Bills have been choking the last few years. They didn't choke. They 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 lost. This past year was a coin toss. What? What? Awesome. I'm just saying. Because the Bills always find a way to lose in the playoffs. That's true. They did go to four Super Bowls. No, 
They four Super for, Bowls, zero rings. Four, Super Bowls, four straight Super Bowls, zero rings. How do you do I, that? I, I can't speak on that because I wasn't alive. That's, but that's I, some I Detroit Cleveland stuff right there, and is, they did that. That's true. But this, like these past few years with Josh Allen, Josh Allen's one of the best QBs in the league. He threw for over 300 yards in that game, four TDs, no interceptions. It was literally his defense they lost to the Chiefs. I'm not saying Josh Allen. Josh Allen's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Don't get me wrong, but I yeah. feel like – I feel like Herbert's growth is going to take a humendous jump in like, enormous jump, I guess. Enormous jump in the next season here. I but, think we're going to see, especially with this team. But but think about this, Austin. It's so bad for Josh Allen. He played so well. He left 13 seconds on the clock, and the they couldn't stop the Chiefs' offense. They let Mahomes get a touchdown with 13 seconds. You know you know how that bad – like, Josh Allen did everything he could. Like, I mean, like, like really, what else do you want? It's like he's playing with a bunch of, like, YMCA people. Like, what else do you, like, want him to do? But I'm thinking this year is going to be different because they have Von Miller, who has a championship pedigree. He's going to change that because they really just need defense. I'm telling you, bro, Josh Allen's different. Okay, but if we're going to talk about that Chiefs team there, I mean, it, we all know it. Much as we always try to, you know, beat on our the Chiefs have no defense at all. They don't. They don't have a defense. They don't. I mean, I'll give you that. I, 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 just, I, don't, I just don't see Josh Allen performing. I mean, he – no. I can't see him performing as well against this Chargers defense. The Chargers haven't made the playoffs, though. Like, J- J- Justin Herbert has no playoff experience. Friends, I'll give you a good example. As great as Lamar Jackson has played amazing throughout the season, he's awful in the postseason. Lamar just turns into, like, this Walmart version in the postseason. It's facts, though. It's, he's only won one postseason game. I'm not saying it'll be the same for Herbert, but we haven't seen him outside but, but, the regular season. See, that's where I feel like there's no pressure on Herbert, though. Where I feel like all the pressure now is on Allen. Like, you're the top, you're the top dog on the AFC. You're, you're predicted mm-hmm. to win this stuff. Win this, uh, this with this conference, and you're, you know, you're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. And I feel like you've kind of seen the no-pressure thing with Burrow. You know, no one expected the Bengals to get that far as big as the Super Bowl. So that's where the whole my, my, uh, mindset and my thinking with the Chargers is that, you know, you're not really clinging the Chargers, hey, they're going to be – they're going to go all the way. You're not you're, – you're pretty – yes, they might they're gonna win their division. They'll probably win the first two rounds in, in the playoffs, and that's it. But, I mean, how I'm looking at it and how stacked this team looks – I mean, they're going to make a serious run, and I feel like people are really underestimating that type of thing with, because of, you know, how well the Bills have, uh, you know, how they've been the past few years here and how they've always, you know, they've always been there with the with Kansas City, and I feel like now it's going to be between the Bills and the Chargers, and I just think the Chargers are just a better team. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you make an interesting point, but I just – I think the Bills, like, this year they're going to be more motivated, especially with the Chargers with no postseason experience, no one on their team going, like, far in the postseason, I think. It's going to get to him, but Herbert has a chance to do something special, and I do like Herbert. I'm not going to like well, talk down. I on mean, him. well, looking at the sports books here, Bills are favored to win the Super Bowl at plus six fifty. Super Bowl? Dang, I was just saying the AFC. Okay. Well, I mean, if I you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. Well, the Bills still lead at plus three fifty, and then the Chargers are fourth at plus nine hundred to win that. And the Kansas City Chiefs are still up there for some odd reason. I don't know why. The Broncos are up yeah. there actually. They're, they're third. They're third. I th- again, like I said a couple weeks back on the show, I think Kansas City will finish third. Guess what's coming in prediction here? Watch. I knew this stuff was coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know your, your prediction might have been right, but I think a tirade thing was one you were missing out on. Though. Mm, that one, I, I don't know about. Okay. Surprise, right? uh, it just uh, helps my. At least it helps it, helps me out. It, it does America a favor though if the Chiefs are not nowhere near the Super Bowl. Oh, no God. one will see Jackson Mahomes. Please. <laughs> and you know what? Hey. Recent news since I haven't been on the podcast. Mahomes did get married to that wife. I feel bad for him. He's trapped. Worst prison decision. That's the worst. So, you know, Nick, since you, know, I, you hear me and Travis battling about our you know, AFC, NFC, who do you think is going to come out of the AFC, NFC? Like, AFC, give me a uh, – you know what? I like I like both of you guys' ideas with the Bills and Chargers. Um, 
You know what? <sighs> Give me Colts. I like the Colts. What? You know what? I think uh-huh. they're they're so sleeper with Matt Ryan. What? He could he could lead the charge. You know, we got Leonard over there on defense and that. I you know, they're you have a solid team. Um don't get me wrong though. I like both your guys's, but just to be different, I'm gonna go <laughs> Colts. You know what's funny? Stephen A. Smith said the same thing today. He mm-hmm. said the Colts are um, uh, AFC title contenders. They, they can be. They can be. Look at the wide receiver court of Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Ty uh, T.Y. still there, yep. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. He's one of the best running backs. Exactly. Quentin Nelson leading that offense line. You got Leonard, your centerpiece in defense. You know, they're a solid team. They are. Don't laugh at me, Austin. That's a crazy pick, man. I'm not going to lie, Austin. You might think this is crazy. I think – I see where Nick's coming from, but I, 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 I think the Colts have a better chance than the Chargers. Really? I don't. I wouldn't say that. I just think I my opinion. Really, uh, do we vote? I think. First of all, I don't think either are going to win. First of all, I don't think. First of all, I don't think either are going to win the AFC. But if I had to pick one, I would go with Matt Ryan because he does have that experience. Because people, yes, they blew a twenty-eight to three lead, but he still is a former league MVP, and he did make a Super Bowl. No, no, that's true. Okay. Everybody, okay. everybody and, leading up to this upcoming season is a former something awesome. Dude, they have DeForest Buckner on the D line. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Leonard, Matt Ryan, Ryan Kelly, Nelson, all these guys, killers on that team. They have Campbell on that team still. They have a good wide receiving core. They have a great running back. They have a great offensive line. Their defense is pretty enough solid. I mean, yeah, they kind of got screwed over by Jacksonville last year. You know, obviously that was kind of a meme. Like, just had to beat Jacksonville. They make the playoffs. Yeah. They didn't beat them. But they had Carson Wentz last year. Matt Ryan is way better than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I think they are the sleeper team. I think they're winning the division. I They're going to beat Tennessee. You have, who do you, who'd you take, Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan right now? Who are you taking? Tannehill did look pretty awful. Are you going to take Tannehill or Matt Ryan? I mean, I personally I know, but I out of the two, right. out of the two, exactly. And then um, they're gonna run Derrick Henry down the down the pipe with the first week of the season, so they're gonna screw him in the last eight, in the last nine games of the season because he's gonna be already tired. Because yeah. that's what Tennessee does; they don't realize like, oh, we can't just run him, you know, two hundred plus times and not think much of it. Um, their defense, it's good, but there's questions. Obviously, Joe Burrow walked in there, beat him. And that was because of Tannehill just throwing a pick their, the first right. play of the game, just stuff like that. I think the Colts are the sleeper team that could, you know, kind of shock people. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's a bold prediction. That's, uh, a, really, <laughs> that's a really bold prediction. I mean, you must have. I, I have. I'm sorry. I, I lost all faith in Matt Ryan. I'm sorry. I, I really did. Well, because he blew a lead in front and of your boy. Got to be talking about this still. Jesus. No, I mean, <laughs> even afterwards, dude. I mean, I, I was the course of Super losses that they came, which is afterwards and how. You respond back to the next few next few seasons, and I mean he hasn't done really. Anything. Yeah, but look at his team though. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, but but, it, but what have the Chargers done though? Mm, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I would, They've made uh, ac- off-season so acquisitions. Listen, right listen. I'm not. I'm just going by facts, Austin. They both on paper have done nothing in the postseason recently because they haven't made it. So we, we don't know. I'm just saying we're, you're going off off-season acquisitions. We got to see what reality is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it. When Odell first came to Cleveland. They had uh, the Browns going to the AFC title game or the Super Bowl. Then Odell was like, "We have Baker Mayfield. I got a dip." So, like, you know what I'm saying? Think things happen though. I, I, I get things happen. I just, I, I, okay. There, there's there's a few teams I feel like that. I mean, I think you can put. I mean, the Broncos are one of them. I feel the Broncos like, are good. The Broncos yep. are definitely one of them. I feel like I don't see. The, I can't see the Colts beating them. I personally feel like. 
I think Cincinnati's going to be right back up there. They, they really improved that both offensive line. I think they're going to be just as good or even – I think they're going to be even better this year than the past year, obviously. I think definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I – I mean, char- I mean, again, with, with Chargers and Bills, I, again, I don't see, I can't see the Colts getting past either one of them at all. Just with, just the talent wise, and just, I mean, he- I mean, then again, I mean, you know, it is definitely, you know, on paper, we got to in the field, but just how I'm looking, I mean, I, I, I don't, and, I, and it comes down to with me, I just, I don't trust, I don't trust Brian. But, I don't know. But one thing I will add, also, you know, what this kind of reminds me of people might think this is blasphemy what I'm saying, but this is true. This Brady like has a LeBron effect. Like every Brady went to the NFC. Now you see all these quarterbacks going to the AFC. When LeBron went from the East to the West, everybody from the West went to the East. It's crazy because now the NFC literally has nobody besides Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is better off throwing to us three right now because he has nobody to throw to. Yeah, you're right. So like, I mean, I just think it's crazy how all like Russell Wilson has been premiered is like now and they like the AFC is loaded. Like, I really do think like out of all three of our predictions. It's really crazy because you make a good point out the Broncos will probably be the second best team in that division. Like, there's so many good quarterbacks. Because what if Deshaun Watson has, like, a comeback year? Like, he's so mad he couldn't play last year. And he, you know, the Browns are crazy. Can, so Can we start speaking about that, actually? Kind yeah, of the get off that. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all that. Who? Deshaun Watson and all that working out. In Cleveland? I'm surprised. Like, of course, Cleveland's a one idiotic team to give a guy that hasn't played a single down of football in two years, two hundred thirty million, all guaranteed. Yeah, all guaranteed yeah, yeah, money. Right all guaranteed money. I don't know if like they're thinking like Deshaun Watson's like something more than what we saw. But when I watched last time, was in a playoff game against the Colts, couldn't make a single pass. Every pass was inaccurate. Couldn't really do much once the Colts stopped him running around. Obviously, he was on the Texans. The Texans really didn't have much that year. They had. I think Aaron Foster still and stuff like that. Mm. Obviously, I guess Cleveland's going to be better because they'll have Chubb Hunt and all them and Amari Kuda to throw to. But I think I don't think Watson's that great. I think he's out of the AFC. He, no, out of the AFC North, he's the third qu- best quarterback in that division. Behind Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I can give you that because Lamar's a former MVP and Burrow just made the Super Bowl. So I, I got to give you that if we're talking about recency. One thing I will say though, Nick, I think. Deshaun, he, he's not like the type of guy that's just going to will a bad team. There's only certain guys that could do that because not everybody is special like that. But with certain guys around him, he can do something. I do think them adding Cooper, Cup, and uh, Hunt. And if if he can get Odell, that will make them extremely dangerous because I'll admit Deshaun needs guys around him because he, he just can't will like an average team. So I give you that. But I do think Cleveland will be dangerous with because they have Hunt. And plus, like, he can get outside the pocket and throw. Like, Deshaun is very mobile, and that's going to make it easier for guys like Kareem Hunt and, uh, you know. Uh, didn't we say Cleveland was, like, the dream team, too? Obviously, they had Baker Mayfield leading them, yeah. but when they had um, Clowney, Garrett on the defensive line, they had um, that one cornerback, can't think of his name off the top of my head, from Ohio State. Um, they had Odell, Jarvis Landry. They even had the dude from Ferris, Tyvier Thomas. Yeah. I think that, yeah. yeah. Um, they're letting go of Austin Hooper mm-hmm. June 1st. They already announced that. They're going to cut him. Um, you know, it's just like I, that team was way better. Obviously, make Baker Mayfield being the quarterback was way better than what Cleveland team he's going to have, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just tough to say. I don't think Watson's all that, in my personal opinion, just because of what I've seen from him. Don't get me wrong. He's a really good quarterback, but he's not that great as everybody's expecting or what people think or what people think of him, in my opinion. And, and you make a good point. Like, 
I don't know if you guys will agree with this. I think Watson will get the Browns to the playoffs, like the wild card. I just yeah, think I think yeah. they'll lose in the first round. Yeah, I, like he'll they'll 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 do good. Yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna be like less than 500 and like crap out. Yeah. No, they'll make the playoffs, but it's gonna be fought. It's not gonna be like oh they're gonna walk in, kill oh, that yeah. division, and that's it. No, I think he just will not take them above that first round exit kind of. I got to agree with that. Like, do you think I'm looking at, I think like a nine and eight type yeah, team. I would say that nine, and eight sneaks in the playoffs. Might might not even sneak in just cause how good the AFC is, but they might sneak in. I mean, it all depends on their schedule too. I don't know who Cleveland has set and what division they're playing this year, but I just feel like they will be, you know, the wild card easily. They won the division. I feel like the Bengals and Baltimore, that would be kind of the race, but yeah. And just knowing Cleveland, Cleveland sports are never that good, no right, matter what. No matter what, who you bring on. If you're not LeBron, yeah. then you're not doing good in Cleveland. That's true. I think that, that, that Watson, I think, I think everything's a good fit. I think it's a good fit for a fan like Cleveland. Um, but I guess it really comes down to how, how does he look like you know, after two years here. So yeah. he's been, I mean, first of all, I mean, how look at he's injury prone. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely injury prone to Watson is. And it's really coming down to, you know, the first few games there to see, you know, what Watson are we going to get? Are we going to get the one that was, you know, top five top five quarterbacks in the league? Or are we going to get somebody else? And that's really what it comes down to with Cleveland's chances here. Right. But, I mean, I, I think we all can agree. I think he's a lot better upgrade than Baker was. Oh, 100%. Oh, don't get me wrong. Ba- Baker's terrible. I, like, I, don't, I have no idea what they're going to do with that situation. I think at this point they're, they're just going to release him and then try to and hope the guy someone picks him up, which I don't know who would pick him up. I mean, the only rumors I've even heard about still picking Baker up was the Steelers, and that's because I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's going with Mitch Trubisky to start. No, no, he's not going to start. I think <laughs> I think it should be he should either go to Pittsburgh because they need a starter, or the 49ers if like they get rid of Jimmy G. But 25 mil, like you said, Nick, is that's hefty. So he might just keep Jimmy G. But then again, you also got Trey Lance, and personally, I'd rather have Trey Lance than Baker. So well, what about what about Seattle though? They have, Lock. they have Drew Locke. I mean, they could have a fight the, for the starting battle right there. True. That's yeah. or actually even New Orleans. They need a QB or even Carolina. Yeah. New Orleans just just Yeah, but he's he's gonna be out for the. Is he he's, gonna he's, miss? St- he's still gonna miss some time because he's still rehabbing from the ACL. ACL. So, I, I, but yeah. They're expecting him. I think mid season. They they announced that Taysom Hill will get some reps until he gets back. So still though. Okay, yeah. looking at Cleveland's schedule, I did pull it up. Okay. They they're playing the uh, NFC South. So they'll win. I mean, that's a tough division. But fun fact, though, guess who they play? They play at Houston. They do? They do play at Houston. They'll be traveling to Houston at some point during that season. That's going to be interesting. Deshaun Watson. He's going to go off that game. Um, But, yeah, they play, like, the South. Um, You know, they'll play New Orleans. They'll play Tampa. They play, obviously, you know, Carolina and Atlanta. So they'll win. They'll they'll definitely get wins out of that. It's not like playing a tough – they're not playing a tough division, right? But I just feel like eight and nine, eight, yeah, eight and nine, nine and eight, something like that. Yeah, I think that's like the realistic thing, like with them. And since they are playing that division, I think that should be a cakewalk. Besides, probably Tampa, because Tampa's going to be pretty good. But yeah, just looking at the AFC, the landscape is so like tough. Then when we look at the NFC, I mean, if the Lions, like you know, not jumping ahead, but we were talking about before the show, we get Malik Willis, and he could turn out to be good. Like, why can't the Lions make the playoffs next year? To me, like, the NFC is why, if we're being entirely honest, the, the Rams will probably be in the playoffs, I give you that, but I don't think they're going to repeat because it's so hard to do. The Buccaneers, and probably Packers, just because I give Aaron Rodgers, he is so great, he can probably get that team to the playoffs. But outside of that, 
it's open. Like, there's no team like that's clear cut like favor. Like when we look at the AFC, we can name teams that are like going to be dominant. Outside of the Bucks, I don't really know any NFC team that stands out like yeah. that. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, that, that's just crazy how talented the AFC is. Yeah. Right. And how good they got. Stacked right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, and it goes back to what we're saying. I mean, the NFC is basically wide open. And I think I, mean, I think it really just comes down to the Rams and Tampa Bay. In yep. my opinion. I think, Green, I think Green Bay, I mean, they, I mean they're kind of, they remind me kind of like Dallas a little bit. Mm-hmm. They make the playoffs. They get all this, you know, hype. And yep. then they just, you know, blow up in the first or second round here. And I mean, how Aaron – and how – Aaron Rodgers has always been the past few years there. He's always had like all pro receivers. I mean, this this season he's gonna he's gonna have one where he does he has you know no Devontae yeah no you know the past years he had Jordy Nelson. I mean he, he's yeah. always had top notch receivers on his side. And this year I, I don't see him going really, I don't see him going far at all with that. No, and you know what too? Looking at like the NFC North and that they do play the AFC East, so they'll be playing New England, Buffalo, Miami, Ooh. and uh, the Jets. That's going to be interesting to see how the Packers store up against, like, these playoff teams is Buffalo, Miami, and New England. That's oh, going to yeah. be interesting. All those teams, yeah, are playoff contenders. Exactly. That, that's why it's going to be interesting to see how um, Green Bay does, Lions do, all those AFC uh, NFC North teams do against that. Um, looking at the Lions' schedule, they, they do have winnable games. Um, they do play pretty good teams uh, at the same time. Um, but, yeah, it's just going to be interesting. This whole football year is going to be interesting. Obviously, I think – Obviously, we're kind of taking our picks of who's going to win the AFC. NFC, I think it's all unanimous. Tampa yeah. Bay, all oh, yeah. around the table. <laughs> yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay's going to run away with that. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. And being a Brady fanboy, I'm just happy he yeah. came back, Like <laughs> to be honest. But, now, honestly, boys, like even though football sadly ended, obviously, with the Super Bowl going down, like it's just happy. Like It's great. I love like free agency. It's like one of my favorite things in all sports. So, well, it's really cool to see all these signings. Yeah, honestly. And, you know, you know, Miami and the Chargers have been big spenders this offseason. Yep. Um, Armstead just signed a five-year deal with Miami down there. And Jacksonville did sign, have been making a lot of signings. And not to um, talk about, you know, a terrible era, but the Urban Meyer era. There's been reports that have came out this past week that, like, he honestly did not know what the hell was going on in the NFL during his time coaching. Like, there was one report when he was one report when he was like, oh, who's 99 on the Rams? Oh, he's going to be a problem to us, I heard. And, like, stuff like that. Like, you know, and then, like, hearing about, like, how uh, all these guys, all these southern guys, the south players he had, yeah. like, Trevor Lawrence would miss a throw, and then he'd blame the wide receiver because he didn't know the right – he said he was running the wrong route, and how these southern guys, their transcripts are bad because they're stupid. When really the guy – I think I forgot who he was talking about, but he was from Miami. He was legit from the south, you know, and just, like, stuff like that. And it's, it's just interesting to me. Um, God, I hope he never gets a job in football ever again just because mm-hmm. more and more stuff's coming out about yeah. that era and I guess how it was basically hell. He was Satan in that organization. And I'm intrigued to see what they do. I'm intrigued yeah. uh, what this new era of Jacksonville is like. So I, I, I got a question for all you three boys here. I, I want to keep in the free agency talk. So with the remaining free agents that you get, you, know, you still got Wagner, you still got Landry, you got Matthews, you got Gilmore. Where do you think some of these guys might go? And who do you think they might fit best with? Wagner, Rams. I think he'll go to the Rams. I know he took a visit there. I think go to the Rams. Go more Buccaneers just because he has that tie with Brady. Um, Matthews, that's a tough one. Because, like, does he does he try to get a good contract and go to, like, you know, maybe a not-so-great team? Or does he take kind of that one-year deal, give me $2 million or whatever, all guaranteed, or $10 million guaranteed, and 
go with a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to say with Matthews because I'm trying to think off the top of my head who needs a safety like him. Yeah. I don't really know. Matthews is a tough one. I, about Landry? Landry. I feel like Landry, you, you hear him around everywhere, but like yeah. it's like where? What do you think's the best fit for him? That's, that is tough. That is a tough one. I, hey, the Colts. Mate, yeah. The Colts. The Colts do have a lot of cap space actually still. They do. You, you know what? Actually, I could see Wagner going there maybe just because he'd be with Leonard and that linebacker core mm-hmm. would be stacked. I could see um, um, Matthews there. That'd be a good one. I think they're going to sign one of these big names to a good contract. I really do because the Colts just have so much money, and they haven't spent really that much money yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's going to work out. That's really good, Nick. I, I can't – I like that. Um, for me, I can see Wagner being on the Rams. I'll agree with Nick on that. I think – uh, he'll be a good replacement for Von Miller because that's what they need. Even though it's still a little bit of uh, different positions, like they're both former Super Bowl MVPs, I think he fits that culture. If I'm the Rams, I'm going after that. And for Gilmore and Matthews, this is interesting, but I actually think both of them will end up in Tampa Bay, and this is why. Richard Sherman not being there no more. I think Winfield, I'm not really sure about his contract. Brady is very good at recruiting. Brady is – like people don't understand. Leonard Fournette yesterday was in New England getting ready to sign a contract with yeah. the Patriots. And Brady – he even said Brady helped me change my mind to get more money with the Bucks because Brady took more of his pay cut just so Leonard could sign. So I can see Gilmore because of Patriot connection. And Brady's really good at getting rivals to join his team because Richard Sherman and Brady never had a relationship. They actually didn't like each other. He got him to come to Tampa Bay. We know what him and Matthews in the Super Bowl had that back and forth. I can see Brady doing that like, you know, we hate each other when we play. It's like the Patrick Beverly thing. It's like you hate him, but when he's on your team, it's like – I love that dude. So, mm-hmm. I can see if he's willing to take, like, a lower um, pay cut just to get a ring, I can see Matthews going to Tampa For, Bay. like, a year. I mean, yeah. he's only 29, so, I mean, a year won't kill him. Yeah. A year won't kill him, so he could still sign a three-year deal after this and be mm-hmm. good. But I don't know. It's just tough. I mean, I feel like these older guys, because you have Calais Campbell still. He's 35. He'll wait till, till uh, yeah. training camp to sign a deal. I bet he ends up in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Velvet Ingram I could see end up in Tampa Bay. Where's Sue going to end up? Sue's True. still out there. There's a lot of good older players that you're, like, wondering where they're going to end you up. You know what? I'm, kind of, I'm looking at the list now a bit. I mean, they ha- I, know we're, I mean, the Gilmore and the Matthews, yeah, you can go back and forth. About I, I feel they're going to go with one or the other, I feel mm-hmm. like. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I know last show I kind of talked about it briefly. I was kind of like, basically, I felt like Winfield is kind of like a little mini. It's kind of like a younger version of Matthews kind of coming up with just how his playing style is. Right. I feel like that's why you should go for Gilmore. But you know what? I, did, I also said last week, too, that Khalil would be a nice fit in Tampa. Yeah. But maybe he might go to Indianapolis, though. It might fall well with Matt Ryan. I'm kind of thinking that mm. now. And that seems like more like a better fit, I feel like. I feel like, you know, they ever got the chemistry there. And I mean, the, Matt Ryan would be able to get a receiver that he feels comfortable with and can trust. And I think that'd be a good fit for him. But, I mean, I'm looking down now. I mean, I don't. I think the only one that's really clear cut is the Wagner to the Rams. I feel like that one, I think it's. I think that one's a, like all around. I think that, that I think that's I think deal's gonna get done here soon here within a few days. Yeah. And I mean I think that one it just fits well, especially with them losing Von Miller. I think they need some type of you know they, they need a, they need a, another dominant force on the defensive side of the ball, and I think Wagner will help get that job done for them. Also, one other thing I want to say uh, before we end the show, I don't know if you boys saw the video on Brady's Twitter, Edelman. 
might make a comeback. He was a uh, Brady posted a video of um I think the caption was like always nice getting cardio in with uh Jules and like he was throwing. The video looks sweet by the way. Brady's social media team is top of the line. But, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, his social 100%. media team is awesome. All but. his all his videos after them winning the game and that yeah, like fine. him yeah, all that stuff, yeah. And like I think if Julian Edelman, because Rob Gorskowski, I feel like, will come back. Yeah, Rob, will. And the, yeah. the thing I like about his post, Rob Gorskowski commented on saying, we get the trio basically back from New England back. We get the band back together. So yeah. if Edelman comes back, I can see him and Rob Gorskowski doing one year vet minimum. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this is the last one for Brady. I mean, yeah, he'll play a couple more years, but I think his boys are kind of like, okay, Brady, we're not like you. We're yeah, kind of yeah. getting to that point where I need to retire. I'm old. Yeah. So I feel like they'll they'll come back for a year max. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like. I must. I like Elder. I do like Elderman, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, his last his last few. Yeah, it was it was, t- it was a tough. Th- it was a tough. And like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch him like be crappy. You know, like I don't yeah. go go off in the sunset. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think go off in the sunset, man. I mean, the the Bucks have enough weapons already. I mean, you know, and maybe maybe come back halfway I mean, through the season. They, they that's why I said, yeah. yeah. I mean, come back in the middle of the season. Exactly. And so, like, I feel like I think the other guys out there right now in free agency that he could pick up, I think that would be more productive than Elderman. Sadly, as much as I hate to admit it, they will be more productive than Elderman. But, I mean, man, I, I do give credit, man. Ever since Brady was at Tampa, dude, his editing team's been fire, dude. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, this man. astonishing. And boys, I guess we're, before we wrap the show, I know we always do our games of the week. So boys, what's our games of the week here to wrap it all up? I'm going to keep uh, March Madness. I'm going to go with Michigan over Villanova tomorrow. I think Michigan's going to keep it going. I think Chris Weber's going to be sweating again in the locker room. So that's me. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I think for me, it's going to be that Purdue and St. Peter's game because I'm so back and forth on that game, and I don't really know who I want to go with. And I think that game is going to dictate. You know, are we, are we going to get another Cinderella story, or is it going to cut off short? And my game will be March Madness as well. It will be Thursday, March 24th, big time at San Francisco's Chase Center, beautiful stadium, by the way, at 9.39 p.m. on CBS. You have Texas Tech versus Duke, and give me Duke in that. And, hey, you know what? Thank you, guys. Thank you all the listeners listening on Anchor, Spotify, and all that. And hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you didn't like the show, still tell a friend. Always tell a friend. Always tell a friend. Thank you for listening to Knockout Podcast.